Yeah, very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Wednesday, the 24th of January 2024. How are you? I hope you're well. A bit windy out there, a bit windy, a bit windy. It's been a bit windy. Nothing to panic about. That's all it is. Bit of wind. It's winter. It's the middle of winter, the dead of winter. Hope all is well in your world. Wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast, I'm uh, about 10 minutes later than usual. Recording it this morning. It's now 6.39 a.m. here in Salford. Let's go straight to the front pages of the UK dailies. Now, a number of them lead with the um, with the Nottingham terrorist... Well, it wasn't a terror attack. Uh, the attack in Nottingham last summer, where Grace O'Malley Kumar and Barnaby Weber were killed, were stabbed to death, and also another man, Ian Coates, uh, they were stabbed to death by a guy called Valdo Calacane or Calocane. Um he has been um he has he 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 pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Yes, I must get that right and not get that wrong. And every paper is covering this today, the broadcast media too. Uh, the man who stabbed to death these three people and attacked others um, has pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. He will be sentenced, of course, a bit later on. So a number of papers leading with this. As the Daily Mirror, Grace died trying to protect her friend, Grace O'Malley Kumar. The son, monster and coward, is the headline. There are photographs of the victims and also this man, Kalokane. Uh, who committed these horrible murders. Uh, the Daily Ter- Telegraph has a photograph of Grace O'Malley Kumar, but also uh, the headline on the front page of the Telegraph reads like this, Army Chief, public face call-up if UK goes to war. We will come back to that, undoubtedly. Daily Express, Grace lost her life because she would never leave a friend. The Daily Mail, in God's name, why wasn't he stopped? Now, the Daily Mail says that this guy who committed these horrible murders, he had been at the centre of seven alarming incidents previously, bringing him to the attention of the police. So the mail asks a legitimate question, why wasn't this guy, inter- why wasn't there an intervention in this guy's life? How uh, did it come to pass that he was able to, you know, because he had such scrutiny on him previously, how was he able to commit these horrible murders, okay? Uh, the police, the local university, healthcare workers and one of his previous employers had all raised the alarm about this guy and his conduct previously. Financial Times, Hinkley Point nuclear plant delayed until 2029 as costs spiral to £46 billion. That's self-explanatory, okay? It's a lead story in the Financial Times. The flagship Hinkley Point C nuclear plant um, is going to come in at twice the initial budget and will be delayed by several years, according to the Financial Times. The iPaper says UK prepares for prolonged battle with Yemen rebels. Yeah, right. Fears of escalation in the Middle East. The lead story on the front page of the iPaper, fears of escalation. A veteran Tory MP, Tobias Elwood. Now, Tobias Elwood is a warmongering military-industrial complex bastard. Uh, He's told the paper the UK should brace itself for a long campaign. Warmongering prick, Tobias Elwood, often to be found on Sky News, chinwagging with Kay Burley. Uh, Never seen a country he didn't want to invade, Tobias Elwood. Horrible. 
horrible human being. As the Guardian PM warns of more attacks in Yemen as crisis grows. Same story. Also photographed on the front page of the Guardian, Emma Stone and Carrie Mulligan, two actresses who yesterday found out that they were among the nominees for Best Actress at the forthcoming Oscars ceremony, which will take place on the 10th of March, apparently. And the star leads with a bizarre story. The headline is Exhume Pele to prove he's my dad. A Brazilian woman claims that she is a secret daughter of the football legend Pele who died 13 months ago and she is petitioning for his body to be exhumed so that a DNA a DNA test can be carried out to prove that she is telling the truth. It is incredibly unlikely. And of course it should be unlikely that they exhume the body of this man. It's a disgusting uh, prospect, isn't it? Anyway, Telegraph. Public face call up if we go to war, military chief warns. This is Sir, Gen- Sir General Patrick Sanders. He's giving a speech today and says there may well, uh, very well might need to be a conscription, a mobilisation of the nation in the event that Britain goes to war with Russia. He's been complaining about troop cuts in this country, right? This guy, uh, Sanders, he will stand down in six months. He will stand down as chief of the general staff. Uh, He's been warning for a couple of years that the UK is facing its 1937 moment over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He's warmongering and he's fearmongering is this psychotic bastard. It's the second person I've called a bastard on the papers this morning, but he is a bastard. When will the people of the UK wake up? When will the people of the United States wake up, the people of France, the people of Germany? When will they wake up and realise that they have everything in common with the people of Russia, the people of China, the people of North Korea, uh, the people of Yemen, the people of Syria? Everything in common with them, with the ordinary people, the rank and file, the great unwashed. They, the people of these countries, just like you in Britain, in Germany, in Ireland, in France, in Israel, they, they get up. They dress themselves, they dress their children, they send their children to school and they go out and most of us do a job they don't want to do in order to be able to pay the bills and to put food on the table. We have nothing. We have no quarrel with the people of Russia, the people of Iran, the people of China. None whatsoever. We are them, they are us. We are legion. We are millions of people who go to work and do the best for our families and our children. We have nothing in common with more war-mongering, Klaus Schwab owned whoring bastards like Patrick Sanders, warmongering fuckers who tell us all the time we need to be prepared for war with Russia, war with China. But we we have nothing against China. China has never uh, threatened me. Russia, the Russian people have never threatened me. They, they, they are... They are no danger whatsoever to me. The, the, those who represent the greatest threat to my life and to my existence are the leaders of these countries, of the United Kingdom, of France, of the United States, of Israel. And they're puppet masters. When will people wake up to that fact? That it is, it is preposterous to talk about war with Russia and to claim that Russia, the country, the nation of hundreds of millions of people, represents some clear and present danger to you and to me. It's a nonsense. When will people wake up to it? That's my question today. I don't think they'll ever wake up to it. In the Times, here's a story. Europe facing political earthquake with anti-EU populists set to dominate the election. This is interesting. As the Times is quoting allies of 
uh, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, that um, the EU will become ungovernable. I can never say that word. Ungovernable unless the populist march is stopped in its track. Uh, it's being claimed that populists and nationalists are on the rise everywhere in Europe and that this might lead to the collapse of the European Union unless pro-Europeans can convince people to stop choosing extremists to represent them. Polling shows that conservative, nationalist, hard-right and Eurosceptic parties are in the ascendancy and will either be the largest parties or will form the main opposition in a large majority of European Union countries. This is a great Trojan horse, of course. You know, Nigel Farage, the Brexit party and UKIP, massive Trojan horse. People don't see it. They don't understand it. They don't understand that these parties, seemingly on their side, seemingly discussing the important issues, you know, taking the, 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 the right side on culture war issues, you know, seemingly taking the anti-globalist stance, these so-called hard-right Eurosceptic parties. People need to wake up to realise that these are Trojan horses. Just controlled opposition. Pressure valves, that is all. No more, no less. And we've been saying this and proving this on the Richie Allen Show for years, but in vain, to no avail. People still keep going down these rabbit holes and choosing these politicians who appear to be on their side and saying the right things. Controlled opposition. The, the, the agenda has always done that. It has presented both sides. Here, take, uh, have a choice. Here you are. Here's a choice for you. Here's a choice. Left and right, take take the choice. But the, the establishment, the system, the hidden hand is a term we've used maybe too often, controls everything. So it makes no difference. Uh, the Guardian, uh, inside the Guardian, fake reviews and hidden online charges to be banned under new rules. Um, yeah, this is a, a story which is kind of interesting. Fake reviews and unavoidable hidden online charges, hidden charges, um, cost consumers about £2.2 billion a year and will be banned under new laws which will force businesses to be more clear with shoppers under these rules which will become law as part of the Digital Markets Competition and Consumers Bill currently progressing through Parliament. Mandatory fees must be included in the headline price. So when you get a price, right, that's the price full stop, including everything. You shouldn't have fees added on at the end when you come to check out. Okay, booking fees and fees like that for cinema and train tickets. A drip pricing, they call it, occurs when consumers are shown an initial price for an item or service only to find, only to find even additional fees revealed later in the checkout prices. This must be stopped. And a bill going through Parliament aims to deal excuse me, with this, and will also tackle fake reviews, which analysts claim um, are about one in seven. So about one in seven reviews you see when you are considering purchasing a product are actually fake. Um, and these um, fake reviews are created by companies which make a lot of money out of doing that, who operate on behalf of sellers or retailers. Interesting. The iPaper, this is kind of funny, Um but interesting to me, if, if you've ever worked in the media and uh, commercial or national, you'll find this amusing. Uh, iPaper uh, story, BBC stars fear embarrassment if private reviews into popularity are made public. This is funny. The BBC will resist calls 
to publish details from internal discussions about programmes, including the performance of presenters after the government told the broadcaster to be more open with viewers. Now, this is funny, okay? Editors and heads of programmes will obviously be swapping emails with one another. another. They will be meeting one another all the time to discuss programmes, you know, how programmes are doing, the content of programmes, and minutes will be kept of these meetings. And there have been calls for this stuff to be made public, which uh, presenters are absolutely horrified by, you know, the prospect of this becoming public. According to the iPaper, the corporation and its presenters balked at the suggestion to disclose such information, fearing reviews into their popularity with viewers or otherwise could be published. It was bad enough when they made the BBC publish our salaries. Having our popularity scores aired would be deeply embarrassing, said one on-air figure. One one BBC insider told the iPaper, This sounds great if you're Claudia Winkleman, but for most talent, this kind of disclosure would be a reason to go and work for a rival. And even I, and I despise the BBC and everything it stands for, even I think this is a, a bridge too far, really. <laughs> you know, it's the idea that producers, directors, heads of programmes, you know, that we would take all of their meeting notes where they discuss, you know, they believe in private, discuss the performance of presenters and how popular they are, or otherwise, the, the idea you put this in the public domain, I think it's preposterous. It, it doesn't serve any purpose, to be honest. And BBC presenters are running scared, according to the iPaper, that this might happen. Mirror. This is interesting. There are a number of stories in the papers today about the need to vaccinate against, well, a variety of different ailments or diseases. Mirror. Warning, the Daily Mirror. Warning as cases of 100-day cough reaches decade high for parts of the UK. So health officials in Wales have issued a warning as cases of the 100-day cough have reached a decade high. Public Health Wales has urged those eligible to get vaccinated against whooping cough as cases have risen to levels that were seen in 2012 and 2015. Whooping cough is highly contagious and can lead to serious health complications. According to Public Health Wales, babies under six months old are at most risks. They go on to say that it can be very serious. It can lead to pneumonia and it can lead to permanent brain damage or death. Of course, Public Health Wales doesn't provide you the statistics. It doesn't. It doesn't show you that a baby has more chance of winning the lottery than a baby does of dying of whooping cough. It's bollocks. And the article also goes on to talk about adults adult men and adult women who have unshakable coughs. And it goes on to talk about how in the last two years, unshakable coughs are becoming more commonplace. People complaining of a cough that they have for weeks and weeks and it won't go away. Yeah. What has changed? I'm, I'm tired of saying this. Are you tired of saying it? Are you tired of hearing it? Are you tired of me saying it? Because if you are, I perfectly, totally understand it. And I will cease and desist. The vaccines, the vaccines, the vaccines, the vaccines, the fucking vaccines. The vaccines. There is more than enough societal evidence that since the rollout of the COVID jabs, which have, well, they've done unimaginable damage to people, that as well as killing people, 
you know, because they have killed people, the, the jabs. Poor people, poor, unfo- I don't mean poor people in terms of financially poor, but poor, misfortunate people who didn't know any better and trusted their government, died, blood clots, heart attacks, and all the rest of it, turbo cancers, it's all real, it's all out there. But apart from the people it's killed, it's also, uh, the jabs have, and we have societal evidence to prove this, is that people are getting winter bugs that ordinarily they would have shaken after a couple of weeks. These bugs are lingering on now for longer and longer, aren't they? And didn't doctors come on the Richie Allen show back in 2020, didn't they? Sukarit Bakti and others, many doctors, uh, Kuldorf in Harvard, loads of them came on the Richie Allen show and they said, you know what will happen? They said after a year or two when these jobs have been in circulation, you'll find that people will develop winter illnesses and they will be more severe than previously. And that's what's happening, ironically. Yeah, leave that there. Mirror, wait for it. Never before discovered bacteria, same paper. Mirror, never before discovered bacteria spotted in man's heart at London Hospital. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, a never before seen species of bacteria has been found inside the heart of a patient at a London hospital, according to the Clinical Infection in Practice Journal. Now, before you get too excited, this guy is a shepherd. He's a shepherd, a sheep shagger. Well, maybe he isn't. Maybe he has a wife, maybe. And from Canterbury, he was given a heart stent seven months earlier when he was admitted to St. Thomas Hospital with a fever. It's safe to assume this guy was jabbed. Now, maybe he wasn't. So maybe I shouldn't assume. But it's safe to assume he was jabbed. Um, He had a heart stent. Heart problems. Maybe. Maybe the jab is related. Now, they've discovered a brand new, never before, species of bacteria inside his heart. What are they blaming it on? Well, they're saying, well, it might be some bacteria that is found in the soil. It might be. Because he's a shepherd and all of that. It might be. But I say, dear listener, it might not be. Now, I have no qualifications. I have no right to say this with any authority. Therefore, I do not say it with any authority. I am speculating. Maybe it's wrong for me to speculate. They're saying, well, it could be in the, you know, it could be in the, in the soil. They use something called a nanospore sequencer which analyzes DNA pretty quickly. And they say it probably is a series of variovorax. Now, variovorax is a group of bacteria that lives in the soil. So it might be that, say these scientists. There's never before seen bacteria in the guy's heart. The guy who seven months earlier had a stent put in because he had heart problems. You wonder, don't you? I'm entitled to wonder. That's what journalism is. I'm entitled to wonder. I'm entitled to ask. What I am not entitled to do is make statements with authority because I do not have the authority. But I'm entitled to ask and I'm asking, what the fuck is going on? The Telegraph, NHS urge parental consent as HPV vaccinations fall. This is a great story on the one, on the one hand, it's a great story. Young people are saying fuck no to the offer of the human papillomavirus jab. Figures according to the Telegraph, released by the NHS, um, show that more than 120,000 teenagers in year 10 have said, uh, no, fuck off, uh, fuck you very much to the offer of the HPV vaccine. This is good news. The Telegraph goes on to describe what HPV is. It's a common group of viruses affecting the mouth, throat and genitals, spreading easily through skin-to-skin contact of genital areas can be caught through vaginal, anal and oral sex. It can cause a range of cancers, including cervical cancer, says the Telegraph. Again, it omits the statistics. 
the odds of developing cervical cancer or otherwise are fucking astronomical. Most human beings on planet Earth will have HPV, will have these viruses in their system at one time or another. That's a fact, by the way. Most of us, the great majority of people on planet Earth, will have had a HPV, will have had the human papillomavirus in our systems at one time or another. And 99.99% of us, of course, um, well, we just carry on as normal. The virus doesn't do anything. And uh, even if we pass it on to somebody, uh, for the most part, it does nothing to them, to them either, and it's relatively harmless. It's bullshit. You don't need a vaccination against it to prevent cervical cancer. But they're going nuts in the NHS. They're going nuts because all over the country, People are refusing vaccines, not just HPV vaccines, but flu jabs and their COVID boosters. Why are they? I'll tell you why. It's because of something I said two minutes ago. People are aware, societally, they are aware in the communities they live in that vaccines are killing people. Vaccines are causing great harm to people. And now, when the NHS gives you a text on your phone, sends a text, sends a text to your phone, uh, why don't you come in and have this jab or the other jab? Have the come in and have the diabetes jab? No. Why don't you come in and have the shingles jab? Go and fuck off. Why don't you come and have your COVID booster? Well, I never had the COVID jab, so I don't need a booster. Why don't you come and have a HPV jab or a flu jab? Go and fuck yourself. That's what's happening, you see. And they don't like it. And they don't know what to do. I think you and I know what they will do in the near future, in the social credit model of living they are rolling out for us. In the future, they will attempt to penalise people by... Um, well, by participation or by non-participation in society. They will punish people. There will be punitive measures in the future. I believe, this is my opinion. It isn't fact, it's my opinion. And they will say, you don't get to participate in society. You don't get to do the nice things. And they will, if the digital currencies come in and cash disappears, they will be able to squeeze people very hard and um, get them to comply with these vaccination programmes. Wonderful news today. Uptake among boys in year nine of this stupid fucking HPV job, which has caused catastrophic injuries in girls around the world. And I know this in, in my country, Ireland, to be an absolute fact. Catastrophic injuries. Um, uptake among boys fell uh, to 69.7%, while in girls, 75.7%. Wonderful. A quarter of the year group was unvaccinated. This is wonderful. It requires parental consent for the kid to receive the jab in school, and thankfully, more and more parents are saying, no thank you. Stay away from my child. That's uh, nearly it for the, well, it is it for the papers. Uh, it's one minute past seven as I speak, on, as I record this. What is the BBC News website reporting today? It is reporting that Donald Trump um, has won a key victory in New Hampshire. He's won the New Hampshire primary. He marches on. Trump will undoubtedly, unless he's assassinated, and he might be. I speculated on one of these papers, podcasts the other day. I cannot see how Joe Biden will be put in front of a camera on a stage with Donald Trump in a debate situation because Biden is so cognitively impaired. He's very unwell, Biden. There's no doubt about that. And Trump is showing signs himself of, of being impaired. But uh, nowhere near as bad as Biden, of course. And I speculated that maybe something will happen to Biden. Biden might pass away before the, before the um, election, before the debates. But I also speculated that if the, you know, the, the manipulators, the puppet masters of the Great Reset Agenda, if they wanted to cause chaos, like real chaos, 
um, and you know massive civil unrest that they could then clamp down upon. Um, assassinating Trump would be brilliant for them. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. So Trump, yeah, making the BBC News website today. The Oscar nominations, of course. The Hinkley nuclear plant. Uh, Netflix password crackdown fuel sign-up surge. And there's not really a lot else I can tell you about on the papers today. Do not forget that the Richie Allen radio show is a live radio show broadcasting live at four o'clock every uh, Monday to Thursday. And of course, today being Wednesday, I'll be live at four o'clock today. And I look forward to your company there. So do join me now, right? I'm going to mention the app again. There is an app for the Richie Allen show downloaded at whichever store you get your apps from. Apple's App Store or Google Play. Do download the app and do review it if you can. I'd be very grateful. Thank you. Now, until four o'clock, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday from the BBG. Bye for now. Bye.